fascism on me here, man. I saw the look in her eye, disgust. I looked at her and like, bro, like, she wouldn't even look at me, like in my eye. Like, it's up, man. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Luckily, not in Las Vegas, although unfortunately it will be soon, not for Bachelor-related reasons. And Do you really hate Las Vegas? Oh, I hate it. And uh, that's my guest, Nick Bial. Hi, Nick. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> great. How are you? So good. That's great to hear. So, so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I feel like your expertise as having both been the lead and been on The Bachelorette is going to be super helpful for this episode. Really run the gamut of Bachelorette emotions on this episode, wouldn't you say? It was a... I think they really stepped it up this week. It After was, a dud last week. Four was really slow. Four was a real, yeah, real. Let's let's plug the Bad Chiller recaps while we're at it, because that's how you're so familiar with the episodes, because you really, like, you analyze them for your own work. I don't know if we analyze them, but we tr- we do try to find some good jokes from them. You, it was a, it you, was a struggle last week. Um, I, I was happy with the way our episode turned out, but this week it was flush with content. So much, yes. Yeah. What's the best way to watch the Bad Chiller Bad chiller recaps. Also, is that you making fun of yourself? Just to be clear, hmm? the name Bad Chiller. No, it's just well, we can't use Bachelor. Oh, you're not allowed to. I mean, I don't know. We just thought it'd be uh, funny like, to call it Bad Chiller because it, it does. That's like the way that you that you specifically Nick say Bachelor. It sound, kind of sounds like Bad Chiller. I'm aware. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Got it. Just making just making sure. Um, but, well, I put it on my Instagram, um, and we also have a YouTube channel called The Bad Chiller Recap. I put it on my Facebook, and then we tweet a link. What about your uh, your your teammates, Jared and Dean? Do they tweet it out too? They usually tweet out the link in their Instagram story or post a link, a swipe up link. Got to, it. You know, so to you to it's, your it's, link. It's all over. Hopefully, Interlinked. Hopefully, people are, are interwoven. Do you but, want to comment on Jared and Ashley? Sure. Congrats. Very happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you mean? Like, do I, I don't wanna, know. When you say, do I want to comment as if like. I, it's major news it's and major. you're very close with them. Yes. I'm just wondering if you had anything to say on the topic. I mean, I'm very excited for them. Um, I always forget that I, I suppose people sometimes who listen to this aren't uh, reading or listening to the other comments I've put out there already. I'm not listening to the other comments you're, you put out Fair there. Enough. So I'm very happy for them. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, it's, uh, it's about time. Is it about time? Were you surprised? When they, when they actually got together? The engagement yes. or the relationship? Actually, last time you were here, it was like a couple of weeks before they announced it. And I asked you about mm, Jared and Ashley. You didn't tell me in I advance. It wasn't my business to share. <laughs> That's correct. Um, I love gossip, though. So I, I would have appreciated the heads up. When did they <laughs> actually get together? Uh, right around Ashley's birthday. I'm I not see. sure when that is, but it was around then. I believe it's in March. I went back and looked at her Instagram for yes. evidence once I learned about this. They were they were holding hands at her birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And, I, and then I was just like, I went to Jared. I was like, so you're going to tell me you're dating Ashley or you're going to make me ask? or <laughs> What on? did he say to that? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think he was just, you know, he was reluctant um, to put it out there. I think Jared probably felt a little pressure in terms of, Jared's very conscious of obviously, you know, as we all are sometimes about what people think. And I know regardless, he 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 loves Ashley and was going to do this anyways, but he realized he's self-aware enough to know that there might be some like pushback initially. I don't think he was worried about that. Obviously everyone loves them together and rightfully so, but. Me included. 
So he was just kind of, I think, a little reluctant to kind of put it out there at first because I think it was new and he had some nerves about it. But. Sure. Um, two contenders, apparently, to to officiate the marriage. One is Tanner, who was with them in Paradise when they met. Mm-hmm. And the other is Ben Higgins, who, as you know, I'm a big fan of. Who would you, if you were getting married. So who, I'm not in this discussion. How that, is Tanner in this? I don't know. It's just what people have tweeted at me. I discussed it on last week's episode, on an episode last week. And everyone's like, apparently it was discussed on, on, on the Almost Famous podcast, which I've never been invited on, Ben. And um, the two names out there are Ben and Tanner. Are you mad? Am I mad? I, I don't know if that's anything Ashley and Jared are discussing, so I think I'm fine with, okay. with that. Who would you rather have officiate your wedding, Ben or Tanner? Neither. I mean, they're great guys. but <laughs> I'm actually against the friend officiating. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't care for that. I'm Jewish. I think it'd be nice to have a rabbi. Should I marry a Jewish man? Um, you know, I, Ashley, I don't know what she would want. I mean, I think that will be Ashley's call. Interesting. Okay. I bet she's planning wedding planning already. She probably has been wedding planning since before she met her her future husband. I, I think Ashley is a far more chill bride or fiance than most people would I assume. I really like Ashley. I yeah. also really respect how hard she works. She, yeah. But I'm just saying just in from her, you know, she is an overly emotional person, but she's also not as, you know, crazy. Or, sure. You know. Um, I don't think they're in any particular rush. Uh-huh. I mean, I have no idea. I haven't talked. So That's, I don't want to be putting things out there sure. that I haven't discussed with them. But I, I there, th- I'm there... guessing the engagement will probably be within a year, give or take. You know, like kind of like a typical relationship sure. engagement would. Obviously, um, they they got engaged quickly. Um, but, well, when you can get a free Neil Lane ring, I kind of get it. Yeah. Listen, they've. They've been best friends for three years. Right. That's sweet. They know everything about each other. That's cute. Okay. I like it. That's very nice. I think it's great. I don't want to make- a little jealous. Yeah, of course. They found love. It's really nice. It's really, it is nice. Also, it's like a little hard when your really close friend like jumps into like his head first in your relationship. It was less available to you. And Jared's one of your very good close friends. No, I mean, I've seen plenty of Jared, so I'm fine with that. Um, (laughs) Shade. Wow. (laughs) No, I mean- He's great. I love having him around. Um, yeah, no, it's they're very much in love, and it's it's. I'm very happy for them. But yeah, that part I'm a little envious of. Okay, because they're just like they're. I think they are really a great couple, right? And I think uh, that you can really tell from their social media. Hope it works out. I I don't really. Never, I won't even get it. But there, I think their social media is totally fine. But like, I don't, I don't judge a qual the. Well, I don't I know. Don't, them. I don't judge the. I don't, I don't judge the uh, sincerity of a relationship based off what we see on social media. Sure, but I, for me, I only know them a little bit. I don't see them regularly. Sure. I'm like, oh, okay, that seems real. I, I think they are, are they're very real. They're a fantastic couple, and they will die together. Oh my god! In a loving notebook sort of way. Hopefully, not anytime soon. Let's talk about no, this yeah. episode years from now. I don't want to make you keep talking about your friends. It's like kind of mean. Is it? Well, I don't know. I just, like, you can't say. Also, like, just, uh, yeah, I just feel like it puts you in a slightly weird position. Because, like, if I'm just like, I don't know, if I want to talk shit about them, that would be awkward for you. Are you planning on talking shit about them? No. I like them. Okay. That's it. I, I do think it's, like, the biggest news in Bachelor Nation in so long. I've talked about it so much. It's a great story. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about this week's date. The dates. We're in dates. Las Vegas. We're in Las Vegas. We got the two on one. Jordan and David. Are we just diving into that? Yeah, I want to start there. Okay. Um <laughs> thanks. Jordan and David go on the two on one. Nick, 
Have you ever been one of the two on a two-on-one? I'm offended by the question. You are? <laughs> yes. Why? I mean, I think that speaks for itself. Because does it, does it automatically imply that you're like not going to win if you're subjected to the two-on-one? I mean... Has anyone ever gone to the final two and been on a two-on-one? I think the the most successful person, and I think, I don't know this, and you would know this more than me because I don't, I've heard this, I haven't seen that season, but didn't Ashley, who was who's engaged, married to JP now. Ashley Hebert, yes. Wasn't she on a two-on-one with her friend? Yeah, that was me. And, and that was, um, let's see, Juan Pablo season? No, that was uh, the second Walmack. Oh, yeah, it was Brad too. I think. What? Uh, right. Ashley, Ashley Spivey. Yeah, Ashley Spivey. So, I, and again, they were like great friends. And I think that was more about the fact that they were great friends. Right. Usually it's, the, as in this case, the enemies. But so she became the bachelorette. Yes, she did. Um, I think that's literally the only example of someone of, but nevertheless, certainly no one's been top two. No, no. Yeah, Ashley Hebert, she's, she's likable. I like them. The kiss of death. Yeah, it is. And so they both went home. Um, question. You, you kind of saw that coming. Yeah, of course. Why did she even keep Jordan to go out to dinner with? Like, is that like, does, does the producer pull you over and say like, hey, can you just do this for the show? Like, hey, it'd be great if you kept one of them around. <sighs> one of them around for that night? Yeah. Like for production purposes. Like, does it really Are you asking me if I think that Becca had any inclination that she was going to send Jordan home? When she sent David home? No, I'm asking, does, pro- does production ask the lead for a favor? Like, hey, we know you're going to send home both of these dudes. Can you do one now and one tonight? I mean, there is uh, conversations that happen between the lead and, and producers at times. Um, they are filming a TV show. And sometimes you want to give uh, contestants an opportunity to express themselves in a way that might be entertaining for viewers to watch. Uh-huh. Very and, diplomatic answer. Um, okay. And uh, I think we all enjoyed watching Jordan um, kind of totally being, continuing to be unself-aware. And it's like Becca was like, uh, he was like, he goes, yeah, I really want to get to know you. Becca starts talking about what she likes to do. He interrupts and says, yeah, me too. And then just goes off on a tangent about himself. So what I do in my, my spare time is obviously the gym's a big deal. Like being fit is a part of being in the industry. Skincare, hair, I really do put a lot of time into it, and that's where I've had, had my success. So I'm not really like an average model. I think that was glorious. It was amazing. I've asked around. He's, um, as a character, I like Jordan. Sure, as a character. Uh, even as a person, I, I don't know him. I can't imagine he's someone I would, I'll become friends with. Um, I don't think we have a lot in common. Um, have you met him? No. But I've asked around, and while I said what I said, well, what I will say about Jordan, and I've said this in the past about other podcasts, what I appreciate about Jordan is the only thing he's really guilty of, because he's not a villain by any means. Sure. He's just an odd guy. You can criticize him for being totally into himself and completely unself aware, but he is who he is, and he is unapologetically himself. And like the whole last week when Colton started yelling at him, Jordan did nothing wrong. He's being weird. He wears some gold pants. He's a little goofball. Sure, he's a bit of a clown, but I think that in that world, people get intimidated by that kind of stuff. Like and I appreciate personality. Yeah, I appreciate a guy who's willing to be himself. I I don't think he's I don't think he's self aware enough to be putting it on for the cameras. Yeah, I, I think this is his personality. 
I think it's probably like hundred and ten percent of who he is, and he's like always on. Fair enough. But but why would they show us some kind of being off? I think that he also. Well, also, why would Jordan strategically decide I'm going to play this character? Right. I mean, and because maybe he thinks he'll be on camera for longer. I mean, I guess that's possible. I just don't think people really. It, it would for someone to like mold a character and you know to go through a casting process process and mold a character that that's not themselves and act this role just for the sake of getting more airtime knowing you have no chance to then win and most likely will be made fun of in a fairly aggressive way not to mention i i can't imagine Wilhelmina Miami's super pumped <laughs> about <laughs> Um, That's true. It's not like it's making them look good. No, it's not making him look good. It's not making the industry look good. Um, you know, I don't, you know, and again, I mean, who knows how successful his modeling career is. I mean, I was signed by Wilhelmina Miami. I didn't do anything. I mean, you were? Just because you're signed by Wilhelmina, uh, a modeling a agent doesn't necessarily mean anything. Wilhelmina Miami or Wilhelmina Gen in general? Oh, the, it's, it's, it doesn't operate that. There's no Wilhelmina in general. Oh, I mean, they're all operated on the same umbrella, but each city has it's like their a franchise. Own. Yes, in a way. So, which which city were you? Miami and Chicago. Oh, oh cool. Okay. I didn't really do much with it. I wasn't ever really in Miami because you have to be local. You have to be willing right. to go there and do whatever shoot. And they so, can what I'm saying for. is, and I have no idea how much work he gets, or if that he's actually making money off of it. He could be saying he works for. He's a Wilhelmina Miami agent, uh, model rather, and literally have booked zero jobs. That's, right. That's an entire possibility. I'm not saying that's the case. I don't. Okay. It might be the case going forward. All right. Well, he's, he, whatever, whatever it is, he's free now because he's off the show. I was disappointed in David. I wanted more from him. But More he, in what? I think he is my least, he's the person I would, I'm least, least interested to meet and hang out with. He does not seem like a fun hang. I agree. But he also just seems like he uh, has a really prescriptive lens through which he views women. And the way he was discussing Becca, he was like, Becca's intellectual and she really cares about having like these kinds of conversations, which like may be true, but the, like the woman he was talking about is not the same woman that we're getting to know. Based, like, like there's, and I don't mean that like, as, it sounds like an insult, but I just think the way that he was talking about her was completely like, just, like detached from who she actually is. Of course. I don't think he was... David, the entire time while being on the show, made the fatal mistake of showing up and thinking he's a good guy. And I'm not necessarily well, you know, in the world of Bachelor world. And like, he's a fine guy, I'm sure. And sure. then Jordan. He DM'd me when I talked about him. Who? David. That makes, I'm in no way surprises me. <laughs> I uh, responded to, just to be clear. I'm, I want to hear about that. Um, <laughs> but Jaden, you know, David clearly takes himself very seriously. And then the buffoon, Jordan, he's a bit of a buffoon. Sure. Shows up and you're in this house and you're always looking for the buffoon. You know, like, who's, the, who's it going to be? Yeah. You know, I'm the normal guy. Who's going to be the villain or the I crazy guy? I do think guy? David is the normal guy. I think he's boring because he's kind of normal. There's no such, he, of course he's the normal guy, but it doesn't make him not the villain or it doesn't make him not obnoxious. But there's really no villain. I mean, again, it's not like a actual bad guy shows up in the house where you're like, there's a villain wearing a cape. Lincoln, actual bad guy. Well, yes. There you go. So, but, yeah. um, and so David sees this kind of buffoony model and thinks there's the, there's the bad guy, right? In his head. And he thinks all I got to do is attack this guy 
and I'm going to be a winner for it. In reality, there, it's, it's not that black and white, and he made that mistake of, of obsessing over um, Jordan. And then to your point, not like clearly I don't think David's someone who has any real luck speaking to women in general, right? That's um, safe to assume. I don't know. You think he just has like no luck in love? I'm not saying that. I think there's someone for everyone. I don't you think do? I don't think you can accuse him of being charming in life <laughs> or I think he's not good at talking to women would be my guess. Wow, you really hate him. Personally, I don't I don't care, but I would be willing to guess that if I, you know, you'd throw him into the the fire so to speak, I don't think he would have he don't think he'd be overly charming. I bet that there's a certain demo for for David, but it's not women who are on the bachelor. I'm uh, just telling you, I know he's like a Jewish guy from New Jersey. I know the type of woman he's going to end up with. There's a plenty of guys who aren't good at talking to women end up with women. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not correct. saying, I didn't, you're making it seem like I'm t- saying David's going to die alone. I think he'll mm. be fine. We don't know that for sure either. I, I think he'll be fine though. I think yes. he'll be fine. I'm just saying he's just kind of that obnoxious guy that we all kind of know who's a little bit of a know-it-all and he oh, he plays to his strength yeah. and not, and he's, he thinks he's really smart. He definitely is someone who fills their silence. He like can't handle an awkward silence because they oh they obviously edited it to make it seem really uncomfortable. But there was the moment at the beginning of the two on one where like they're sitting on like the day bed together and they're talking like wow it's so peaceful and quiet here and like instead of like letting it be quiet like he just keeps talking. Sure, I, I mean, think I would do that. I too. do that too. Yeah, I mean I everyone would. does that a little bit, but he's just so pro like he's completely unaware. I mean you had two guys who are so not self-aware, go on this two-on-one, right? Like yeah. David is truly proud of himself. You yeah. know, like he truly thinks he's hitting a home run by sitting down with Becca and saying, hey, well, in the interest of just being upfront and honest, honest, because I'm an upfront and honest guy, I'm going to spend all my time telling you how bad Jordan is, which all he is is a little bit of a goofball. I'm sure you probably know that. And listen, I don't have to worry about you ending up with Jordan anyways. But he thinks he like is like bringing a lot of value to this date by... Sure. Wasting his time and that's on always on, a bad strategy. Terrible. Wasting your time to talk about someone else is bad for two reasons. Both one, in life and on the show. Yes, I agree. definitely, definitely. It's bad for two reasons. One, it indicates that you're threatened and it shows you to be like weak and yes. and insecure. Like, insecure, and yet lacking confidence. And the other is like the one that Becca kept pointing out, which is like then there's no time to talk about the two of you. And there's like so little time. How much time do yes. you spend with each man or woman? Like when you go off for like a one-on-one that chat. That depends. Yeah, not that much. I think. Like how long is a one-on-one chat? Like 25 minutes, 65 minutes? It depends. Minutes? Usually the stage is already set in terms of for. Whom will be going home? Not necessarily, but in terms of the confrontation mm-hmm. that is we'll boiling. Assume. And again, I don't know the motivation for people who go on a two-on-one because I have not <laughs> been on one. Badge of honor. <laughs> Nick Fial never went on a two-on-one. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. Proud of you, man. Thanks. But I, you know, I don't know if there's this thought of like, you, you feel like you're six feet under already and you're grasping at straws. Sure. And so they, they come in with a plan, at least one of them. It was literally the same thing on my tone. Taylor was David. Sure. Corinne was Jordan. Oh God. Right. You know, Taylor. Corinne's got a boyfriend. Does she? Boyfriend upped. Yes. Boyfriended up. That's how they, that's what I Good for say. her. Yes, indeed. Yes. Taylor and Corinne. That was really painful. Did you, were you irritated by the fact that you had to go through that? It's just kind of part of the job. Hard to watch. Didn't enjoy it. 
Taylor's a tough hang. Is she still the person that Taylor's she, a tough hang that she met on? A, Very, you know, high opinion of herself. I've I've actually never met her. I assume she's a tough. She's hang. fine. I mean, she just she she was young, and she's both really smart. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a fact. But from when I knew her, which is not that long, and it was a while ago at the time, incredibly immature. Right. I think David also is quite young, which gets lost. He's like twenty four. Is he that young? Yeah, he's very young. He's too young to be on the show. He's 24. Yes. For a guy that's incredibly young. Yes. And that that makes me feel a little bit bad about, because yes, it's too young. Way too young. He's not prepared to propose. I feel a little bit bad because I feel, I feel better for David because it's more of an excuse. If he was like 30. He's going to do great. Sorry, he's 25, but still. Still young. Too young. Still young. So David's a venture, venture capitalist in Denver, which I assume means that he invests in like weed businesses. And so he's he'll be fine. It could mean anything. Yeah. Honestly. I, I asked. I was like, what do you invest in? And he said, a wide gamut of things. So who knows? Good luck to him, you know? I wish him well. Uh, I, I wish Jordan well, too. However, I don't really, like, all of my colleagues really like Jordan. I'm like, okay, bye. I, I'm done with you. See ya. What do you mean they like Jordan? They just, like, are, like, rooting for him or something. I don't, and I'm In this it. episode, I think he actually... Like he's an interesting guy, and he, he he's probably a bit of a narcissist. And he quitted himself. Well, I'm saying, but he 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 at least tried, you know, like to get to know Becca. I mean, David's definitely the person in the wrong. If there's one person in the wrong, it's David. Yes, he used all of his time to be like an adversary and not just like a person trying to get to know Becca. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I as far as in the in the world of David v. Jordan, I was definitely Team Jordan on the date. But clearly, and there's no Jordan and Becca or David and Becca, which is why she sent them. It was like right, they're both she they're couldn't both she couldn't keep. I mean, it was like it his their time ran up, right? And which brings us to Chris. Yeah, there was another confrontation in this episode. The real villain of the season has revealed himself. Chris, yeah, so it was Chris. He got an early one on one. Very weird to me that there's two songwriting dates so far in this season. Like, what is that? The first Wait, was, remind me of the second first one. First was with Richard Marks, and then today, where they had to like write their own oh, lyrics yeah. to the Nguyen Newton. Um, I really song. kind of turn my brain off for the day activity of group dates. Like you just don't care about it. I don't. Well, and even like with the, our bad chiller, it's well. First of all, it's hard for us to try to something would really have to happen for us to like cover that. But it's also never really that interesting because nothing really happens. The, the the meat of the show is to find out like at the cocktail parties or the um, rose ceremonies of which guy is going to boil over and like freak out. And the, the day activity is usually a, almost a mental break for these guys to like get out of their heads, you know, and, like make, actually like, have some fun. Unless have you're, some fun. Unless you're Blake, who it seems like doesn't really have fun. I'm worried about Blake. that. Blake is, is the front runner other than Garrett. He's also like the Dean of this season, in my opinion. He seems like less fun than Dean, but kind of like similar profile. Hard to say. I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone thought I was particularly fun on Andy's season. But like, some. I think Blake. What I think about Blake so far is that he like. I think he really likes. Yeah, Becca. he's really into her. And he seems really sweet. And I think, and I, I can from personal experience when you, you're just kind of screwed, <laughs> you know, when you have a connection that early with someone and you feel like there's a real connection and you are assuming that you're probably not the only one and you just don't know how to deal with your emotions. How do you deal with it? Cause yeah, like, I, I didn't deal with it very well on any season. I would have so much anxiety and like anger. Y- you do. I mean, that's the thing is that, uh, 
I also sometimes, side note, get watched like this season or really every season after any season and like get, an, I mean, I jokingly get annoyed. Be like, if I was on any other season with some of the characters they've casted, there's no way I would have been the villain on any season. But there was just a lack of other characters. Were you the villain before the, after the final rose though? On Andy season? Yeah. 100%. You were? Yes. Hmm. I don't really remember it that way. But I also like don't really remember it. I can't I mean, name. I, I remember it. I, re- I remember the tweets. I can't remember a single date that you had with her. It doesn't matter. It was not a memorable season. But anyways, I think it just, you just don't, you really like someone. It's just, you're like, how do I, I can't believe this happened. And you're just trying to like, literally trying to survive. I mean, it's... A, I, I don't know what I would do. I would lose my mind. You're just trying to tell yourself, this is totally okay. All right. She's going to... I'm not going to see her forever. And... Do you think that I'm it's pretty, like bonus points or demerits if you like sneak over to see her like more than once? Because I think that's what my strategy would be. In terms of like fans thinking of you? Or? No, no. Like in terms of winning the show. Like, like let's say Blake is like really into Becca and... Winning the show, like winning the heart of the yes, Bachelor. her being selected by Becca. And, like, if he goes to her room sort of, like, an unexpected time, you know, it happens every season, but usually only, like, once or twice a person does that, I think my strat would be to get as much FaceTime as possible. There's no strategy in that <laughs> department. There's no strategy only, for love? No, what? what I'm saying, like, on I snuck, quote-unquote, snuck over on Andy's season. Sean, quote-unquote, snuck over on Caitlyn's season. I don't think it played an impact one way or the other of that person's decision. The really? only thought, um, this wasn't aired, but Vanessa got some, some you know, special sne- time? sneaking overtime, which was recorded, but not aired. Interesting. Um, Why not? And it wasn't like anything much. It was like 15 minutes of us like hanging out. Um, Netflix and chill or just hanging out? There was no intimate, like there was okay. no, yes. No chill. Just there was Netflix. no chilling. Okay. And so, and the only thought is, if if from a lead standpoint, is the concern, if you, especially if you think you might pick this person, is you just kind of are worried for them in the sense of like how this could be used, if it will be used, because sometimes the sneaking over isn't necessarily viewed as a positive thing by the viewers. It wasn't necessarily viewed as positive when I did it on Andy season. It wasn't necessarily even viewed as positive when Sean didn't. It's usually... It's either you're breaking the rules or not playing fair or you're being insecure about your relationship. It's all these things. Well, you just want a little bit more time with someone you yeah. really like. But un- weirdly enough, it's usually not viewed as positive by the viewers. I view it as positive because I'm just like, it's so stupid that these relationships are so chaste. Like, I just think there should be a lot more sex involved in this show. I mean, listen, I, we're on the same page. <laughs> I try to bring we, a little of that to the season. Oh, you know? we know, Nick. We all watched Caitlyn's season, <laughs> okay? And, but it's so stupid because how is she, how could you make a decision without hooking up, without having sex? Well, not forget about just the sex. I just more. I don't want to forget about it. It's a big part of it. Well, you're just trying to get as much time with uh, yes, anyone you really like. Yes. Um, and, and if try- you're really into someone, to quote Billy Crystal, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as, as possible. possible. <laughs> For sure. It's great. Well, well done. Um, I was just we? asking you about Blake. Blake, because. Blake, yeah. Yeah, he. he uh, he told Becca on the group date that he thinks he was falling in love with her. Mm. I don't know why you have to say think. Just go straight to I'm in love I, with it, you. It, it was interesting. It, it's weird because I actually had this whole conversation with my producer on my show. The, the Just the weird kind of made up process from 
I'm falling in love to, or I think I'm falling in love to, I'm falling in love love, to, I'm in love. I'm in love. And none of it really means anything. It's so stupid. uh, Until you're in love. The reason we started talking about the group date is because Chris really made himself felt, and we're going to get into that. But first, let's talk about this week's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, hey, how do they do that, sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-a-trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. I have a Casper mattress, and let me tell you, I am comfortable. I love it. I look forward to getting into my bed every night. It is quite cool, and I can't recommend it enough. If I've sold you on this, you can get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash bachelor and using bachelor at checkout. Again, that's casper.com slash bachelor using bachelor for the offer code and $50 off terms and conditions apply. Today's episode also has support from Ben and Jerry's as a brand. Ben and Jerry's is known for creating quirky and unique flavor combinations complete with delicious chunks and swirls throughout. It is an indulgent experience and it is meant to be. But now, the new Mooforia flavors digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter. At 140 to 160 calories per serving and less fat than regular ice cream, Mooforia is the lightest way to enjoy all of the euphoria of Ben & Jerry's. It tastes so much better than other healthier or, quote, better for you frozen desserts. And they come in three amazing flavors. Those include chocolate milk and cookies, which is made up of chocolate and vanilla swirls, the chocolate chip cookies, Caramel Cookie Fix, which features vanilla and salted caramel swirls with shortbread cookies, and PB Dough, complete with gobs of chocolate peanut butter. Give them all a try. Go to store.benjerry.com to have a new Mooforia light ice cream delivered to you. Okay, let's talk about Chris. So, Chris, this is his second songwriting date. He should oh, be old hat at it. He wrote like Turner and What did you say? Like Turner and Chris. Oh, Nick. No? How criminal. You know, Ike Turner beat up Tina Turner. Listen, there's a rage in his eyes. There's something. He's really not likable. I'm pissed that he got Forget about the not likable. He just looks like he is emotionally... Unhinged? Yeah. Does he go to paradise? Do you know? You do know and you don't feel comfortable saying. That's fine. Um, I bet he does go because he's a big I would cast him if I were a producer. Yes, I would as well. I would as well. He's... He gives good content. Um, it's like he gives he gives a good quote. He just clearly can't help himself. Yeah. So he's just you know he's you know he's got that Josh Murray rage. One thing I don't understand is during the the performance at the nightclub, which was sponsored by Black Tux, which was hilarious. The gratuitous shot of we'll talk about Colton in a minute, but um, set the like one of the establishing shots for Colton's date was a sign that said Virgin River. And it was like, went like really tight on the sign. We're like, we get it. Colton, he's a virgin. That's that's just the... That's the producers having fun. Yes, ex- that's exactly what it is. And it's I, the su- I have, support it. I think it's great. It's a li- funny. You know, a little Easter egg here and there. I noticed. I watched the episode twice. I noticed both times. Yeah, listen, every season they're filming the same show. It's the same playbook. They don't get a lot yeah, they of need to have fun. leeway in terms of their artistic creativity. And so sometimes it's fun to... Like on my season, there was literally a kid in that machine at the skating rink 
They put oh, yeah. a kid in the, Zam- in the Zamboni and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the one to clean the ice. No, the you know that little like slot machine where you have the crane and it like. Oh grab- yeah. There was a kid inside of that. There was. I yeah, they I just put a kid in there. I don't recall. And it was like that's funny. It's just fun for to like do little stuff like that. Um, most people don't notice it. The, sure. They do. Sure. Um, so the, the virgin sign was funny. So any, but so anyway, um, Chris is kind of like really mixing it up. Like he's being a showman. He's being mm-hmm. a real MC. And I thought it was like fun. And Becca was really into it too. She was like, it's sexy. Sure. And, and then they get to the after party. Do you call that a cocktail party or is it an after party or what is it? Yeah. Cocktail party. So they get to after the party. group date cocktail party, which is at Hyde Lounge in Las Vegas. N- another great product placement. Um, also the Aria fancy hotel for them to be staying in. I like the Aria. Well, it's all part of MGM. Resorts. Hotel and casinos. Sure. Yes. Uh, this official sponsor of NBA Summer League. Um, so they go to Hyde Lounge and he doesn't really try to get time with her. And she's like confused by it. And he, <sighs> which I find, he, always, re- he reads I, it as she didn't try to get time with me, but dude, like I it's on you. Yeah. I don't. What's that move? I, I don't. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Um, I was always, uh, you know, I'm both Andy and Caitlin season. I, I was very confident. And, you know, I always like in, on both seasons, I knew that Josh was uh, a serious contender and I knew Sean was a serious contender. But other than that, I felt very confident that I was, you know, up there in terms yeah. of the connections. And so um, I just knew I had to, I knew I would get time if I tried to make time, you know. Um, and listen, Mike, here's, here's my guess is what happened. And I'll give you a little behind the scenes a little bit here is that. Clearly, Chris is someone who's like just kind of like emotes his insecurities outwardly, you know. And so, and obviously, sure. that's part of the show is that you, before every date, before you go into anything, you're always doing these ITMs about what you think is, what's your plan in it? How are you feeling? How are you yeah. feeling? What do you want to do? And if he said, well, you know, I'm feeling really confident, but I want to see if, uh, you know, I want to see how Becca feels about me. You know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna sit back a little bit, and uh, and I don't know if he said this, but if he did, and kind of like gave it, like I want to see if Becca, you know, likes me, or if Be- Becca goes out of way for her to make time for me, I'm just gonna sit around and and see. They will make sure that that doesn't happen. Sure, and similarly, she was obviously informed by the producers that he had said at the end of the cocktail party, that he's not sure he wants to be there because he didn't get enough time. I don't know. The producers usually don't ever, really, to my knowledge, um, at least on my show, as tell you what the guys say. So how does she find that out? From one of the other guys? Probably. And they just didn't show it? Sure. Okay. Interesting. And then he probably had the worst line and like, like top five worst line in the history of The Bachelorette. Kaya, play it. I want you to truly think about really at the end of this, like, can you see it with me? Do you want it with me? Can you make it 50-50 every day, put in the effort every single day? Because that's what I want. And I'm going to do that for my partner. That's something that I don't need to think about. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What do you think a relationship is? Even if you're like a more 60-40 guy? I don't think that's what he was trying to say. Not that I'm in the business of defending Chris. <laughs> but I think his point was, I'm... I think what he was trying to say, which is still equal, equally as absurd, is I'm an amazing partner and I got this whole like perfect partner thing down. I don't even have to consciously think about how I should be great or, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. like literally saying that I don't have to make the effort because 
I'm so great at being great. I already do it. Right. Like I already do it. It comes naturally to me to give. I'm a giver. I'm thoughtful. Like I just, that's all I really do is think about you. You know, I think that's what he's trying to say, which is also just as bad. I probably would have said him on the spot for that. Like that's like really bad. I think it's very sweet and maybe a little, a little naive how much Becca is constantly talking about how she's looking for a 50 50 partner. Like, yeah, of course we all are. We all, we all express that on the show. I'm not not trying to take anything from Becca here, but it's not like she's the first lead to. She just really like emphasized is it so hardcore? And we all did. Okay, I'm saying it comes off more with her. Okay, that's what's aired. All right, fine. The edit she's received sure. has made it seem like she's really. I think she's into- great at pushing. Like she's done a great job of standing her ground yes. and expressing herself. And she's, you know, she's been giving opportunities to do that, which is great. It's the benefit of being the Bachelorette too. Of like, you can kind of. You mean over being the Bachelor? Yes. Interesting. You think the women get to have a little bit more of a platform? It's a lot easier to be a dick as The Bachelor. Sure. It's also, I think, similar in terms of constructing the show, and I've been discussing this a lot because I think the guys suck so much. It's a lot harder to get like 25 compelling men that like make a season good. Whereas with the women, they might be like as equally unqualified to be someone's fiance or spouse, but they provide more like organic drama that I think viewers care about. Sure. I mean, listen, I mean, that's also, it's, you know, primarily women watch the show. And so it's, you know, you have 25 to 30 beautiful women show up and it's, it's more about like the bachelor obviously being appreciative and compassionate about their feelings. And I think the women who watch the show are less concerned about the men's, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. And general, generally speaking, not not as a hard and fast rule, but I think she has done a fantastic job of standing her ground and ex- articulating her point in this situation. I think she's 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 quick on her feet. Like yeah. when the guys when the guys say something, she had like her response was, "Well, I do." Like she didn't back down. I really liked that about her. I think that was fantastic. Yeah, and so that was like a weird exchange with Chris, where he was like. I don't need to, I don't need to think about that. And then he knows that he's not in good standing with her. So she's having her, her one-on-one time with Wills, who is dope. Will seems, Will seems awesome. Wills is great. Oh, I wanted, him. I would like for him to, oh yeah, he's in your recap. He is. Check out quick, his recap. Quick cameo by Wells in week five of The Bad Show. Oh, wow. Um, and so he, I want him to come on the show, but he's not off yet. So I can't, he won't be able to do press until he has. Correct. Um, I got it. Special treatment. Special treatment. That's you're so lucky, Nick. Um, anyway, a friend of friend of the franchise. Yeah, friend of the franchise. She's having her one on one time with him, and the and then Chris comes over to, to interrupt. That was so good. And Will's is like, no, I, I loved how Will's handled it. I would have probably just been like, Will's, let's go to a room right Wills now. Will's was a hero in this episode. He handled himself perfectly, and but also, like, Chris is like, really. I mean, it was so petulant that when, when to Becca, Becca's yeah. like, we just sat down and just stood over there like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, if when I watched that, I I really saw a guy and that's part of my Ike Turner joke, if that's too harsh, <laughs> but I saw a guy who like, when he doesn't hear, when he doesn't hear what he wants to hear, like he just goes down. He gets, yeah, he he gets, gets mad ra- real fast. He gets ragey. He goes like... That was such an inappropriate and non-self-aware response to literally to the bachelorette who just politely says, hey, we just sat down. And be like, really? Yeah, then and he then, won't go away. And he won't go away. And then like awkwardly stands over there. And then Wills comes back. And he's like, I don't know if it was actually two minutes. It doesn't really matter. 
And literally goes, well, hey, dude, no, but actually... This is really important. I know. As if, As if whatever wills No one else's doing. times matters other than... Jay. Like, listen, guys. That's you like are your friends are chronically late. It's like, you think that no one else's time matters? It's it's absurd. It drives me crazy. It drives me... I experienced that this this weekend. Oh, it's like tough. when people weirdly lie about it. You know, I'm in an Uber. It's like, no, you're not. I know. Just I mean, tell me. I know. If you're gonna... It's like, do I need to turn location tracking on for also, you? Also, like, I, fine. You're gonna be late. Let me, like... Change my day. Up. I'm going to yeah. go get a coffee or, you know. Whatever. Or like, yeah. I'll bring a book or something. Something. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I never I, leave the house without a book. Anyone who's like, ready. oh, I'm five minutes away. I'm five minutes away. I'm over. I'm really punctual. I have a really good memory and I'm overly punctual to social liabilities. I try to be early. Yeah, you usually are. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris could learn from you. So anyway, what happens is Chris hovers and, and like basically Wills goes away from anywhere from like 40 seconds to two minutes. And then he comes back. Probably two minutes. And Chris, yeah, yeah I bet he timed it. I bet the producer timed it. And he then comes back probably less than two minutes and Chris is like, this is really important. And Wills is like, I don't care. You've already had your time. And Becca's so happy that Wills cuts in because oh, yeah. she does not want to spend any more, any more time with Chris. Cause he might kill her at any moment. <laughs> I mean, it was so like his really comment was very creepy and aggressive. And, and then again, he continued to demonstrate that he's like just his, his, his highs and lows. He like at, any moment he the first it was rage. Then at some point it looked like he was gonna cry. He did cry. You know, it's like oh, he cried. There I'm were gonna, tears. Fuck, I'm gonna fucking go home. And then it's like, oh my god, she doesn't love me. It's just like imagine dating that person. I, I mean, that's listen, the bachelor is in a, a heightened environment where it really kind of makes you go crazy. And so there's but you know, rage is rage. I this is not not good for Chris. No. Seemed really bad. I wanted her to send him home. At, at the end of the state, and then she gave him a rose. Finally, I mean, in the I real world, yes. For John. But we all want to see, you know, we need a new villain. I mean, that sure. Which brings us to Colton, who could end up being another true villain of this season. As a member of Bachelor Nation, what had you heard about Tia and Colton? I haven't heard much. I, I, actually, what I've heard is what's been what's out there. What's out there on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it somehow follow once one follow the other. Seemed harmless. I mean, all jokes aside, I don't really think what Colton has done, he hasn't done really anything wrong. Um, he hasn't done anything wrong. In, in terms of like, yeah, this whole like, I, like even on our, he, he's, we beat up on him pretty bad on our Bad Chiller show um, in terms of this whole like Tia obsession. But and listen, he, it's not, he started talking to Tia, went through the casting process. He's really no different than any other guys who showed up for Becca. Sure. And like everyone on this previous season with Ari showed up for Peter. So what's the it's, difference? It's fine. You know, um, not necessarily because they at least had, I mean, they didn't, Becca wasn't announced until these guys were in a hotel room right. with their bags packed. So right, it's it a little four different. four days later. But, well, I, you know, and I would say this to Colton, he comes across as rehearsed. He's Colton, very. Colton like, comes across as a guy who wants to be a country music star or be in country music videos and like is using The Bachelor to get there. Sure. Or just the good guy or, you know, he's playing to his, like he, he knows his strength. And like, there was a a part last week where he literally was saying something. And, you know, when they say like, you can read a lie if someone like pauses and looks up to like, I don't know if it's a left or right or something, not a a lie, but you have to People have a tell. They have a tell. And he was like, I don't, this is not the exact line, but he literally was like, well, I'm just, he looked up and goes, 
grateful to be, you know, it's just like, it was so bachelor talk and just like, it's as if he went in and said to himself, just say how grateful you are. Yeah. Like what can I do to talk about the right reasons a lot, you know, just be thankful, you know, like he's in that regard, he's doing a great job because he's very poised. Like Mm -hmm. nothing really rattles him. He know, like when Jordan got sent home, they had this little thought of, of Colton be like, see, he had the right, right, wrong mindset. Like, you know, I don't think Colton and, and in defense to Colton, I think every every season, two, maybe three people are really invested in the lead. And that's because only the the lead is only really invested in, in two, two to three people. And that you can just feel that, right? Who's the third? We got Blake, we got Garrett, and who's who else is she really into? I think this this Jason guy who seems like a cool guy, like he's just, he doesn't show much. Uh, he's not got a lot of airtime. Yeah, we're when, not getting a lot from him when you, so far. When, when they show him, and well, there's more season left, yeah. right? My guess is- Half season left. He so. seems pretty pragmatic and just like a chill guy. Um, Will seems good too. She seems attracted to him. Will's, Will's is great. Um, you know, a lot of those guys don't get a lot of airtime early on just yeah. because it's the it's always going to be the, the chickens and the models, kind of, so to speak. Um the only reason Colton's got so much airtime is this whole Tia thing. Sure. You know, other than that, he probably wouldn't have gotten. He's much. pretty. Yeah, I was gonna say he's actually quite boring, and I actually think they're kind of lucky that Tia stuff happened because his date was a real snooze. It was the first hot tub of the season. Very notable. Was excited to see it. The historic- they rode on camels, which was like a metaphor for humping. Yeah. The historic, I didn't even think about that. You're so right. The historic tradition of the hot tub in the middle of nowhere, which. Now, I, in the desert that has, has that always been a thing or just since I've kind of been on the show because um, I even feel like even when I first was on it like it started like it like became a thing on Chris's season maybe and then like it just like inst- the Twitter loved it and so now they make sure it's literally in the middle of nowhere yeah Ben's was pretty egregious it was like literally in a field him and Lauren but I'm, what I'm, a- I'm asking you is this it was it always this like this there was always a lot of hot tubs, but not in the middle of nowhere. But it was, now it's like they yeah, almost yeah. go out of their way yes. to put it in the middle of nowhere. It used nowhere. to be like a personal one, like in a hotel room or yeah. something like that. Okay. Like that's what they where you would see them. But yeah, now in the, it also the thing about these hot tubs they put in the middle of nowhere, they don't, it just looks like a bathtub kind of. They don't have like the, the bubble. It's not like a jacuzzi. Well, because obviously it's inserted in the middle of nowhere and sure. it's probably There's a no lukewarm. I had a, I had a hot tub uh, in the middle of a track on my track and field date. Who won that? Raven? The race? Yeah. Well. Um, Rachel? Alexis actually won. Oh, yes. Rachel took second. And then. Um, shoot. She went home. Um, you don't remember who came in third. No, yeah, but she was the one who got the hot tub because they didn't. Like the, the person who took third actually won. Um, hmm, okay. Feel bad. Um, it's fine. We're keeping this in the podcast. We, we may not cut it. I'm sorry. Uh, shark. Uh, I'm sure you will. Alexis, uh, the shark girl, is, is an all timer. Love her. Did you think it was a dolphin suit or a shark suit? Didn't think anything. It was clearly a shark suit. But she said it was a dolphin, didn't she? Um, yeah, she did. It was clearly she did. Shark, that was kind though. of the, the that gag. was a joke. Um, I liked Alexis and her new boobs. That was funny when she had the cupcakes. That was the- fun. She was she was she was a cool hang. Um, Astrid. Yeah. Astrid. Yes. <laughs> oh man, Astrid. She seemed like she's she was actually, European. She was cool. Okay. She's cool. I'm pretty sure she's in LA if you wanted to hang with her. It's okay. I, th- I heard she that might be maybe on Paradise. Astrid and Whitney Fransway are like exactly the same to me. I can't tell the difference. I I 
I, again, I don't know either of them very well, but I, I think they're different people. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, so um, Colton got the first Medal of Nowhere hot tub, which is why we started talking about this. Okay. And it does not seem appealing to me. Like, I would rather be in a pool. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I it's just, not particularly warm. Was your, yeah. How is the hot tub? Hot. It's not hot. It's, it's warm. Right. And then, so then it's just like, you're like sitting in lukewarm water together. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, a common question I get, you know, from people walking down the street is like, well, what's it like falling in love in all these overly romantic dates? And my response usually is it's not as romantic as you think. Right. Um, you know, helicopter rides are cool. You get to do a lot of cool things as a result of, of being on the show and these dates those things aren't necessarily overly romantic and really help facilitate the love. Well, there's riding so many on camels people around like, too. Well, yeah, but not even that. So what I'm saying is, and it's, yeah, it's... Uh, when, do you ever like forget that the cameras are around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember my first one-on-one with Andy, um, I kind of had this conscious thought, which is, uh, the thought was like, I realized after the day portion of the day was over, how much I didn't notice the camera cameras. Oh, you were having a great time. I was time. having a great time with her. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's nice. A great date is a great feeling. You're just like, it oh, is. And you're just like, oh, this is going great. Especially in that world because you're so nervous about, will they like you? If there will be a real connection, what's this going to be? And then when you feel something, you're just like, and there's a lot of feelings that go on. It's excitement. Sure. It's a lot of fear. Sure. Um, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Doesn't seem like Colton's having any real feelings. It doesn't seem that way. I was, and I don't know if and maybe he just because he comes across as very rehearsed. And also how does he not tell her that he's a virgin on the first one on one? Because we're we save those things for Do you does a producer go to him and say like save it? Because what would be more interesting? Hearing that now or hearing it right before On the eve of the fantasy suite? Yes, correct. There's no way he's top three though. I don't see it. Um don't comment. I don't I, want I honestly don't know. Don't. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's top four. I mean, it would, it's, that's a good point. And and it would then, make, like, if if uh, he's top four, it would make a lot more sense to reveal it then. Right, before the episode before uh, yeah. Fantasy Suites. Also, like, you know, you, you, you know, don't want to give too much too soon. Right. You know? Sure. I mean, it, in Bachelor World, things move fast, but you're really going to go, hey, by the way, I'm a virgin. BT dubs, first date, also, first like, time I'm alone with you. In fairness to Colton, why would he want to reveal that unless it's relevant? That's true. That's true. You I have know. such a hard time believing it's true, but that he's a virgin. Yeah, I. Uh, but I don't know why the the I, reason I'm I, gonna assume it's true. It's a weird. Why thing would to you lie, lie about it's it? It's a weird thing to lie about. But he again, I've heard he's a good guy. I've I've had some text conversations with him. Seems like an all right guy. He just comes across as rehearsed, rehearsed, and so gotcha. If Too it, poised. If I found out that it was like not totally true. It wouldn't blow my mind. It would just seem weird. But I'm assuming I'm assuming it's true. Yeah. What else happened on his date? They had the, and the oh, and then he told her that he's only been in love once. He got really hurt, etc. I want to know why because he does come across as very charming, and he seems very comfortable around women. He's a yes. very good looking guy. He's so handsome. What is? I've I've heard. I could be totally wrong. That's not that's not a religious thing per se. Um, so it's really, it's hard to believe because like, then what's, what's, what's that play what, there? How, how, what didn't happen? You know, is he just always dated women who were virgins or, and like he, you know, he wanted to have sex, but didn't, or. That's what I assumed. I assumed it was religious. It's not religious. I, I, I've heard that. Don't quote well, me sure. on, on that, that it wasn't, again, I haven't talked to him about it. So I just, you know, hear things. A lot of it is probably inaccurate. So, um, 
but yeah, he's a very charming guy. So it's not like he would have any trouble if he wanted to have sex. And you know, it's I weird. I assumed it was religious. I don't know. Hopefully he'll come on this podcast one time. Figure it out. We can't to the bottom of it. Although he probably won't want to talk to me about it. Why not? I don't know. It just, I foresee it being an awkward conversation. Why are you a virgin? Assuming he still is one. I don't know. I, I, I would be interested if you would talk about it. He talked about it on the show. It would seem weird to then be like, well, I know. I don't once, talk you about it. once you once open, you open it, it up, up, it's like, okay. Of course. I asked Ashley about it when she came on the podcast. Did she discuss it? A little bit. She was not uncomfortable with it. I, I think, again, to that point, if you're going to bring it up, I think it's one thing you're probably open to talk about. It seemed weird if you're not. At some point, you probably want it to be you the move only on. thing yeah. you talk about. Um, so. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting if he makes it down to paradise. He does. We know that he does. We saw That's the true. pictures. We've seen the photos of him and Tia. So yeah, good luck to them both. Um, so we, I th- so top four. You think it's going to be Blake, Garrett, Colton, Jason? Sure. I mean, who else? I mean, maybe Will's. Will's maybe. Maybe Will's. I'm just waiting for Lincoln to go. I just think that not re-editing the show to like minimize Lincoln's a real enforcer from the from. Warner Brothers, but that's I mean, I, I, one woman's opinion. That's tough to do. I know, but like last week when they talked about the flat earth shit, like you could take that out. The, the season doesn't change if that's not a part of it. Fill it with some other chatter. What, what, Just add some Jordan that, moments in. I guess that was probably too late. I get, yeah, I don't know. They probably were at picture lock or something. Um, yeah, that stuff's unfortunate. I look forward to Lincoln going home as Me soon too. as possible. Me too. I, this season, People are really down on it. People, at least that I speak to. But I've I, heard the same thing. I actually, I've find been enjoying it, it. I think it's fine. It's, it's. I like Becca a lot. So that helps. But you liked Rachel, and Rachel's. I mean, I think she's holding her own. Yeah, like she's doing. She's doing a stand-up job. She is. Good luck to Becca. Good luck to you as well, Nick, with your bad chiller recaps. <laughs> Thanks. Anything else you want to plug? Um, not right now. Anything you want to confront me about? Confront you? Yeah. Just giving you the floor. People say it seems like we have an adversarial relationship when, when you come on this podcast. But we don't. We, I know. We're, we dim sum. We're, we're, we're friends. fast friends outside of the show. Yeah, well, I think because of, well, uh, maybe to that point is we are friends outside of this podcast. And so we when, are. I, when I am on here, I'm just treat you like a friend, which is sometimes we banter and disagree. <laughs> and I'm more, um, you know, like sometimes I'm assuming your guests are, Sometimes it's a lot of first-time guests. Yes, I just had Leslie last right? week. And I'm guessing her. she's just like, you know, she's a guest and she's it went careful great. about what she says. I think it was a good first date. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I and liked more, her. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. I'll yeah. just be... You'll push back and I will push right will. back. There you go. And there, there, there and there's it's our... A, it's a beautiful relationship. So fear not, dear, uh. <laughs> dear listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much to this week's sponsors. Support for today's show comes from Ben & Jerry's, known for creating euphoric ice cream with unique and quirky flavor combinations and delicious chunks and swirls throughout. And now with the new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter. Because at 140 to 160 calories per serving, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben & Jerry's. It's available in three amazing flavors, including chocolate milk and cookies, caramel cookie fix, and PB dough. Try them all. Go to store.benjerry.com to have new Muforia light ice cream delivered to you. Once again, I'm Juliet Littman. This has been Nick Vial. Follow him on social media and follow me. I'll be back on Thursday. <laughs>